Welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid. With Mel and Kay. Join us as we peel back the layers into a space of vulnerability. Unfiltered, unscripted, 100% us. Fully clothed. We have a treat for you guys today. This is episode 19. And we wanted to go out with a bang. I had the most mind blowing experience. Orgasm. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. I'm gonna get some hits after that. <laughs> um experience on the weekend, Kaylin. Mind blowing. You wanna hear it? <laughs> Meh, maybe another day. <laughs> okay, great. Kate, thanks for your stripping with us. Stay weird. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> No, um, of course I want to hear it. I want to hear every single detail. Tell me where no. you were, what you were doing, what you were wearing. No, I'm just kidding. Don't care what you were wearing. Um, so I was at Brenda, who we had on the podcast from Absolutely Um Wellness. You? Absolutely okay. You Wellness? Wellness now. Yeah. Fitness? I'm sorry, Brenda. What kind of friend am I? Um, and as always, Brenda comes in, just bloody elevates it. Like, I cannot praise this girl. Like, ugh, just brings it home. Like, every single time I go, I'm floored. Anywho, um, so I got there and then we have another, well, I mean, not another. There were beautiful souls all around. Um, but on the Saturday... I got to take, I'm just quickly looking up because I don't want to botch this like I botched um, Brenda's. So um, Rochelle from Lucuna and Lucidity um, underscore co on Instagram. You should follow her. She is a bloody light. Um, so she hosted a shamanic circle or um, journey, shamanic journey. And honestly, I didn't know much about it or what it was. And I'm pretty into woo-woo stuff. Like I'm always open to try something woo-woo. And, uh, but honestly, I walked in thinking like, oh, this is probably going to be 35 minute, like solid rest. We'll see what comes. So Rochelle has us start um, by setting our intentions and what we want to do. And I really wanted to let go um, of self-doubt was my intention. So we go through the sage process. I have to admit, I had a little bit of a hard time because my asthma was acting up. So when she was in front of me with the sage, part of me was like, <laughs> breathe. But anyways, so we do it. And when I walked by Rochelle, like I got a, like a little like zing from my toes to my head, just like zing. I was like, well, that's weird. Anywho. So we go, we lie down. And she invites us to, you know, soften our gaze, close our eyes, whatever feels right to us, and just to start breathing. And um, she begins uh, the dr drums. Um, um, and just so you know, I did not know this. She doesn't always do a shamanic journeys. They come to her. Um, spirit tells her when it's time. And Brenda had put out the intention into the universe because she really wanted Rochelle to do this, but Rochelle just doesn't do it. She does it when she is like when spirit comes and tells her, well, lo and behold, spirit said, let's do one at the retreat. And this is what you're going to do. Cause each shamanic journey is different in regards to what 
we're doing and what we're visioning. So we lay down, everything starts. I'm feeling really, you know, starting to feel heavy and we start and the journey was um, taking us through a field and we're walking along a field and then there's meadows, um, uh, flowers. We're walking to a Creek just to give you, give you a little idea. So while she's saying all of this stuff, I'm a person, I don't really visualize things. Uh, I feel it in my body. And so I'm lying there, I'm feeling heavy. And all I can see in my vision is white and dark, white and black, like light, but still I'm a little bit skeptical. So I'm saying in my head, probably like, it's just the way my eyelids are fluttering, but vision, like a duel, like they're fighting. And that's what it looked like in my eyes. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, and she had prefaced before where spirit wants you to go, go. And I've never done anything like this, but she's like, if spirit wants you to go somewhere else, you go somewhere else. So I'm seeing these white lights are these lights, the black and white and out of nowhere, ambulances clear as day come into my vision and like drive towards me. And then what I'm guessing is through me because they were coming towards me and then they were gone. Like I was kind of a ghost. And then as they'd left my chest got so heavy and it became really hard to breathe. And then in my ears, I could hear a like a ee, like paddles were like, and then are starting. And uh, I went like, <gasps> it took a massive like breath, what felt and like my whole chest. And then I got a massive pain in the back of my head and involuntary, my head just fell to the right and I could see white light and uh, yellow, yellowy gold light. And my body just felt so heavy, but at peace and like charged. I can't explain the charged feeling, but I just felt so energized, well at peace at the same time and heavy, very heavy. The ego crept in at one point though, like when the ambulances are coming, it was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, no, no, no. Michelle said, follow spirit. I think this is where we're going. Like get out of here. So anyways, we do that. And my head falls, I see white and yellow light. And then I come, like I bring my head back up on my own, but still in that very like kind of hypnotic state is what it felt like to me. Body still heavy, but feeling energized and so at peace. And again, now all I see is this white and yellow gold light. And I'm just feeling like on top of the world, everyone's still journeying through this walk along the creek. She had asked to look in the creek. What do you see? There was nothing that came from me there. Then she said like an animal, like, oh, an animal's coming towards you. What do you see? And then over, like, I'm, it was like, I was looking up at the sky, but it was dark. And all I could see was the shadow of an eagle. I was like, okay, so an eagle it is. Great. Walking and we continued a journey and I'm just feeling great, feeling high on a vibe. And this is where, I mean, that all that other stuff was really like, what? Then she's like, you see people walking out of the forest, of the meadows towards you. Who do you see? How do you feel? And all of a sudden I start hearing a bunch of whispers, like coming in and out. And I heard my grandpa Hanrahan say, it's okay. And then I heard my grandpa Walbeck say, I love you, Mallory. He used to call me Mallory. My grandma Hanrahan came in and said, I love you. And there was a bunch of other voices 
who I'm assuming, like I said, I haven't, I like, I haven't talked to Rochelle about this, but preaching very comforting, like you've got this, we're here, keep going, things like that. And then time's done. I can hear Rochelle being like, and now we're coming out, we're coming out. And as I, she's like, wiggle your toes. And I went to wiggle my toes and I felt so heavy. And then I felt like someone was wrapping their arms around me in a really, really, really big, like strong hug. And it was Ryan's mom. And for those of you who don't know, um, Ryan's mom has frontotemporal lobe dementia. I never had the fortune of meeting her. I've met her being and I've met, but I've never actually met her because she unfortunately already had dementia when I met her, although it wasn't diagnosed yet. Um, and, um, she's in a home now, but doesn't know any of us and, um, she can't speak now, but yeah. So anyways, and again, I don't see her, but I feel the hug and then I can hear her voice. I'm here. And she said, tell Ryan, I'm so proud of him. And I am so proud of the family you guys have uh, created. And she said, I'm so proud of you and I'm with you every step of the way. And like, I could feel tears and I could hear Rochelle saying, come out. And I didn't want to leave because I've never met her. And I was like, what is going on? And she just kept telling me like pretty on a loop, um, like how proud she is of Ryan that she's here and then tell Ryan I'm with him. And, uh, and then as I was coming out, like, I could hear her voice getting further and further away, but saying like, I love you. I'm here. I'm here. And then I came out. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was that? But it was such a wild ride. And I haven't had a chance to talk to Rochelle um, because I didn't want to take away um, from other participants at the retreat, but I would love to have her come on and dissect and talk about that with me. And then at the end of the shamanic journey, um, she goes around and we're breathing and coming back and she's handing out cards to everyone. Um, And a card just fell. And when she was handing them out, she's like, oh, that's your card. Take it. And so this is spirit talking to me. And this is what it said. So it said, dearest you, isn't it amazing how things seem to come around again, full circle in ways you could not possibly have planned. You wonder how a dream could die only to be resurrected years later when you're really ready. You thought it was time back then, but your wisdom knows better than your small self whose desires are unmet. Now here you are with a new opportunity to do things from a different, more mature perspective. We want you to trust that in this new opportunity for rebirth, you will be called in two directions and the one that is unfamiliar will be the right one. In the unknown spaces, the uncharted places of infinite potential, we are waiting to guide you into your fullest light. Big bounty will come if you remain in the present. You have come full circle and now you can see that everything changes, is made new, and is given new hope. And I I still have no words for that. 
because uh, like I said, my mind was completely blown. I went in with zero expectations. I just trusted when she said, go, go. And I'm left like with more questions, I guess, than answers. Because I'm like, what? And when I led class, so that was Saturday and I led class Sunday and the feeling and the connection I had with felt like off the charts. Like that was the best class. I have like, every class is magical, but that one just had me like, whoa, I've got some power. And here I am, folks, on this journey of finding myself, but in this moment of like, what the hell am I meant to do? So even when you think you got your shit together, something comes out of nowhere, the least, like, the least expected thing. And now I'm like, oh, what is in store for me? But instead of scared, like I usually was, I am so excited because I know there's something inside of me to give and to share and to connect. And I'm so excited, excited. And I mean, when I say I'm not scared, that's a lie. Every Everything, the unknown is fearful, but I'm so ready to step into that fear because I'm not even sharing all of me because I don't even know what all of me is yet. And I don't think I ever will because something else will come up. But that shamanic journey, man, mind-blowing. And to meet Ryan's mom and to feel her hug me. And this is one thing I want to talk to Rochelle about is because Ryan's mom is her body, her vessel is still on this earth. And I have questions of, can a soul leave the vessel and travel while we are still here? Can a soul leave before the vessel leaves? Because in my head, I'm like, how did I have a conversation with her? How does she know? How, does she, how is she with us when her vessel is still here? Yeah, so many questions and so cool. Melanie five years ago would have laughed at Melanie today being like, you're going to talk to your mother-in-law? Seriously, like really, Melanie? Really? But yeah, I did, hands down. Mm -hmm. Wow. And could you imagine like knowing that that was everything you're going to go through at the beginning of that? You probably wouldn't believe that it was possible. Mm -hmm. I think it's just something that we all need to experience um, because words can't describe it. And it doesn't seem real when you're listening mm -hmm. to someone because you're like, you're making that up. There's no way you could make that up. Like <laughs> I'm a not. a lot of detail. It. And it's such a, 
a gift to be in a space to allow that to happen and to be so open to whatever comes my way. That's such a gift, a gift that, again, I wish I could go back and tell Melanie eight years ago, like, if I could just get down her and be like, and give her that hug, say, just wait, just keep going, keep cracking open little by little. Because when you are cracked open, the world is just going to be so vast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. It sounds like, um, you know, near the end of you sharing that with me and the listeners, I really, I really could see when you're like, there's just something so big and I'm only sharing like a little bit of me and, and, you know, it's just so big. Um, that self-doubt, it, I think that you're definitely working through it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's so cool that you set your intention as that and then went on a whole journey and then realized that you have this whole team cheering you on yes like and I didn't recognize some of those voices but to hear like I have a team that's backing me that I can't even see and then Mm -hmm. listening to Rochelle talk about how like your spirits they do leave you trails we're just so in our head and so closed off to the realm of this possibility that we don't see them and I think we laugh at all of this stuff because we're scared because it it is scary. It's scary to dive deep into those insecurities, into that self-doubt and the fear of the unknown Mm. and the what-ifs. And it's also scary when you don't know like your plan. But the plan is not up to us. Like I, I always say like we are put here on this earth for a reason the reason's not up to us at the end of the day. It's up to us if we're going to follow it, if we're going to open up ourselves to live into our true self. Mm-hmm. But there's a plan. I think that it takes a lot of trust too, especially when you're on a journey like that, like um, trusting that it's pure and the intentions are there and everything like that, but also knowing that you can come out of it at any time too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know. I, I wholeheartedly believe in this because you see it in every religion, um, a way that some people can, I don't, I don't really know if this is the right word, but like transcend, like, like you probably, came out of your body a little bit like you you were in a different space whatever Mm -hmm. the words are I don't have that to describe it I never have experienced that but in all religions across the board there's there's proof of this and so I just I I believe in it wholeheartedly and I'm so grateful and excited that you did get that experience that's super cool yeah, I think what's and, also oh sorry, you go. Oh, I was just gonna say, and Rochelle is just a beautiful soul. Oh, so beautiful. Um also what's scary about following those nudges, if you want to call them that, and 
living into your true self is you create friendships when you have that wall up based on that wall. And it's really scary when you start living into yourself about like, am I going to lose these friendships? What are these people going to think of me? That's a scary place to be. It really is. And it took me a long time. I mean, when I started the movement Instagram page, how long did it take me actually to do things with it? Then I started doing things with it. And then it took me forever to share it on my personal page because there's people on my personal page that aren't on my Instagram. They're on my business page. And that's a scary place to be because also there's people that are going to potentially hear this and be like, oh, there's Mel into that woo-woo stuff again. <laughs> but that's okay. It, it It is. And I would be lying if I said sometimes I didn't think about that still. Mm-hmm. But I know to truly live into my full self, I have to lean into that. Yeah. And even if people are super against it or don't believe in it, um, like you said, that's okay. But it's also like you went through this. It was very beneficial for you you received a lot of amazing things from it and now maybe other people can be more open to it because it's it's talking about the unknown Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was something it truly Mm -hmm. was and like I said I don't know what but when something comes up that I seems fearful yes that's the direction I'm gonna go Mm-hmm. because that's what that that is what I'm gonna do <laughs> would you ever like go um I understand like would you ever go visit Ryan's mom oh yeah I do oh okay yeah not as much as I would like but yeah I've seen mm-hmm. her I she- wonder I wonder if anything's shifted since this has happened I should go like on Ryan, a very I did tell Ryan's dad about this yesterday. And he's like, well, I just saw her and she didn't mention your visit. So, <laughs> but yeah, I should go. No. Yeah, I think that like everything about it was floored me, but listening to her talk next level, mm-hmm. like it's, When you, when you think about uh, marrying someone, um, oh, I always had a dream, like, what it'd be like to have a mother-in-law. And I never got to know. And from what I understand and what everyone's told me, she's pretty awesome. So that was really cool. Just to hear her. And like I said, the hug I felt was next level. Yeah. So that was... 
Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah. <sighs> yeah, you don't really think. It's funny when you have something, you don't think about it. I'm sure I'm speaking and people have in-laws or, you know, whatever. And you don't really think about it. But like, I, yeah, I never got to meet her until last Saturday, just in a different way. That's pretty special because not many people can say that's how they have a relationship with their mother-in-law. I've tried to get back there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's not worked. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. That is yeah. extremely special. Yeah. And I just, Matt wouldn't like to tell Ryan too. Like I could not wait. Like <laughs> I was like, went on the shamanic journey. Yes, who I met. He's like, who? I'm like, your mom. And Ryan, if you know Ryan, woo ain't his jams. Yeah, I was going to ask, how did he take this? What was his reaction? He just said, I have no words. I can't, I, to go back now and look, I, it would take me forever. But um, it was like, I have no words. And I'm like, I know you don't, this woo woo stuff. He's like, no, I believe this. So I think. And you can't force anything. I was like, oh, man, I wonder if Ryan could see his mom. Because I know he misses her. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, it was just all around, just next level. Like, mm-hmm. so anyways. Yeah. Are you going to ask Rochelle that question about? Yes. Um, yeah. I just want her to, to come in and talk to me. Like I can piece it kind of together, like reading this. However, this is also my mind, right? I need an outside, someone who's well-versed in this and trained in this to help. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. And I think too, what's so cool is I truly believe that you can believe in multiple things. I believe in God. I do. I also believe in the universe, whether they're synonymous or two separate entities. I believe in, you know, mother nature. Like, I think they all work together. Mm. And this is my belief. And you may be listening to these like, no, 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 you're wrong. But that is my belief. I've just had too many little things, like little snippets to believe that there is only one. This world's too vast. There's way too many people. I do truly believe there is multiple entities or spirits or working together mm-hmm. for your, for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. Ah, watch out, world. Yeah, seriously. And just like one more thing about religion, because I just, you know, it starts so many wars and ruins Mm. so many relationships and stuff like that. But when you actually look at people's experiences and stuff and take the words out of it and just like see what happens, it's so similar. It is so similar. And I am, and that's my belief. Uh, if you have a religion and you think that it's very different to all of the other religions, that's fine. You do you. But 
I'm just so grateful that I can have an open mind and, and see what aligns with me personally. Mm-hmm. And to hear you um, sharing your experience, like I'm so grateful you did um, because I think that it, it can be a controversial thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it was your experience. And you're the only one that needs to understand it. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. Um, I believe in it wholeheartedly. I'm not going to lie. It is like from an outsider looking in because I haven't experienced it. It's a lot to comprehend because I'm like, oh my God, like your head literally moved and you saw ambulances and I'm like, scary. Um, I did it. And when I say it out loud, I'm like, what is this? And also what was so fascinating is listening to all the other like humans that were doing it, their experience, some of them woke up with raging headaches because I don't think like from what I understand and again, but like they weren't open. So there was a closed gate and then some it, like they did experience something, but when they stood up, everything got washed. Like one lady was holding a baby and she had had a miscarriage. Like there's just so many, when you sit around and there's 40 plus women talking about their experiences, similar, but so different in nature. You just like, you're like, whoa, this is cool. And I just, everyone follows their own journey and everyone does it differently. But my hope for our listeners, for the people that I meet, the people that I talk to is that they can let those cracks open and open up wide so that they too can live in this space of true vulnerability and openness to what may come their way and what they are here for made for and as woo woo as it seems you just never know what's going to happen what's up oh um yes i agree mel is uh doing some things so i'm gonna fill in some air time (laughs) um I had a very woo-woo experience the other day, Um, uh, just touching on it here real quickly. I went to Nelson, which is a place like an hour and a half away, and um, I met this family in the sanctuary, and there's, it's a family from America. I was climbing up this hill. It was a cliff, let's be real, and by the time I got to the top, I thought it was just me, and I was like... (laughs) And there was lots of swear words and sweat and stuff like that. And then I got up to the top and there was just this family having a picnic and they're like, do you want some, do you want some snacks? And I'm like, no, thanks. It's all good. You know, whatever. We had some chats and then uh, we crossed paths a few times going down the hill. And then long story short, I couldn't get a cab. They left, um, but I couldn't get a cab. And then I ended up riding back to town with these random people and I was already in their vehicle and they're like where where do you want to get dropped off 
And so I told them where I was staying and they're like, ah, that's like 10 minutes out of our way. We're just going to drop you off here in this valley. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So I got out of this vehicle and I saw the wife and the child out of a place with 50,000 people. I got out in a back alley and there they were that American family that I met on top of the cliff. The chances of that, not very big. And I got out and they're like, oh, hey. I'm like, hey. And then they invited me back to their house. And um, later on, I found out that this little boy, they'd, like this hike is probably 5K, 7, I don't know, somewhere in there. And they went to the candy store after. And um, he insisted on walking home. And the mom's like, are you kidding me? Like, we just walked all this way. And he's like, no, I have to. And she's like, okay. And if they didn't walk home, they wouldn't have seen me. And then I just, there was something about this little boy. Like, he was just so, so wise and so kind. And then... We all went out for supper and he asked me, he's like, I don't want to, um, I can't remember. He's like, I don't want to be rude or anything, but I just have to ask this question. And I said, well, what, what do you got? Just ask it. And he was like, do you have a husband? And I said, no, I don't. He's like, you don't. He's like, not yet. You don't. And I was like, what? He's like, you will. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like seven years old. And I just, I don't know. Like it is, all of it was so bizarre. And like, I just, I have to believe in something bigger because like, I just, I don't know why that family was sent to me. And if it was just to give me a ride to a hotel and um, show me so much generosity and kindness and have supper with me. That's awesome. I'll take it. But I feel like there was a deeper, deeper meaning, a deeper something. And there is something about that little boy. Like, I don't know. It's interesting. The world is an interesting place. You're going to have a husband. Well, on uh, farming for love, probably. 100%. It's a new uh, new dating show that I haven't watched, but it keeps coming up on my Facebook. <laughs> ah. Anyways, thank you for listening to my journey, everyone, and holding space for it. I think we often discount and discredit our capability, and we don't always have it, but to hold space for someone to tell their stories and their story. That is also um, a gift to be able to hold space for someone. So thank you for listening to me and my story and allowing me to cry and just relive it, recount it. And thank you for being brave enough to share it. I think that that takes extreme courage uh, sharing things that not everyone understands. Um, but 
it creates conversation and it creates openness. And I'm very, very excited you shared it with us. So thank you. You are welcome. I also learned that you should receive like thanks instead of being like, no, thank you. No, you're welcome. And what I learned is in New Zealand, they don't say you're welcome. That's actually pretty sarcastic if you say you're welcome here in New Zealand. Why? They say, they say, that's all right. <laughs> I don't know. Right, that's all right. Yep, that's all right. <laughs> okay. Yep. Well, guys, thank you very much for stripping us, stripping with us. And- <laughs> Not st- stripping us. Jeez. <laughs> and um, listening to season one. Wow, this is bittersweet. I know. We're... That's it. This is 19. Next week's 20 and we have recorded season one. So you know what? Yeah. Thank. Oh, sorry. Before we leave, I took away something fantastic also from the retreat and it was the Ness project was talking about um, self-compassion and how we always like, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, but then they heard from someone really should take notes on this stuff, but it was, instead of asking someone, how are you ask them? How's your heart? How is your heart today? I was like, wow, that's good. I like that. How's your heart today? My old boss used to always ask us that or like, what's the state of your soul? Yeah. I like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And then one lady was like, when people ask me how I am, I, I say to them like, well, do you want the truth or do you just want what everyone says? Mm-hmm. But anyways, take that nugget. I just thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. It is. All right, friends, season one in the books. Uh, make sure you listen to episode 20 and uh, thanks for stripping with us. Stay weird.